0: Welcome to The Art of Semi-Fiction. I'm Jane Daly. And I'm Robin Miller. And today we're going to talk about why do you write? So what is your goal in writing? Robin, what is your goal? Why do you write? Why do you write?
1: That is a very, very interesting question because it is not one thing. And I think that that's true for a lot of writers. My personal reason for writing is... I feel compelled to. So I I don't think I can stop writing. I've tried to stop writing. I've tried to take breaks from writing. But it is just, it's the way I express myself. It's the way I process information. It's the way God shows me kind of what it is I think inside. And it's the way that I'm allowed to encourage and educate other people. So, so um. Have you?
0: I was thinking that um, I was at church one day and
1: not that it was just one day. Out. I was going to say <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Is that for the last decade there, Gene? We're going to have to do a little ministry intervention right there with you. Okay.
0: So one day when I was in church, <laughs> you how go. about that? Nice self Thank you for editing that for me. <laughs> um, we have a couple of singers in our worship team that are absolutely fabulous. Mm. And I was thinking, You know, they're really good enough to go pro. I mean, really could have a professional singing career. And yet they choose not to. All they, they just really want to just sing in the church. So I started thinking about uh, our kind of our reasons for writing and would I continue to write even if I never got published? Mm. And I think that's a good question for writers in general is, what is your motivation? Are you writing because that's the end goal? I mean, not that that's a bad goal, but what
1: if you never did get published? Would you continue to write? For me, the answer is yes, in a heartbeat. Me too. I mean, I, mean, I know you journal, and we we've had a podcast on journaling, um, but that's that's at the very least, that's a form of I have to get the, the written word out I have of to my get body. This out, yeah. yeah. I mean, I started
0: writing when I was really young, I mean, like third grade. But by the time I got into fifth grade, we had a teacher who every Thursday, we had to turn in a story, it had to be a certain number of words. Mm -hmm. And she read every single student's story during like after the lunchtime. So we could all kind of lay our heads on our desk, and she would read everybody's story. And then we voted on who got who, who was the best one. But that for me was like, are you kidding me? I get to do this for school? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And by the time I got to seventh grade, um, I had a group of friends and I would write stories about us. Every night I would write a story and bring it and read it to them in the library. Oh. And it was just like super fun because it was, you know,
1: five girls who were, that who got in these escapades. Okay, I, didn't, and- I, I didn't know this about you. And I'm going to say this is kind of creepy because me and my best friend, hey, Mary McCarthy, back in the day, we used to, because we were, precociously intelligent and we'd finish our work and whatever in in middle school and we would write we had so many different kinds of stories going in one she was Guinevere and I was King Arthur and we'd write notes in the person of the other person and that was she wrote we one of our things was in the our ideal dream man and she I wrote to her as Gunter the brooding German musician and he, and and she <laughs> married an opera singer and she is an opera singer now, which is kind of funny. Wow. And she um wrote to me in the person of a British man um who played music, he loved Waltons, did all these things. And who did I marry? A British wow. man. Wow. So but but that's funny that you and I both were story driven even yeah. back
0: then. Even back then.
1: Yeah. So there
0: I, I what I kind of Boiled it down to where there's several reasons why we write, not just because we can't not write, but one, one is for ministry. Yeah. I've written some articles for our church, um, magazine that comes out once a quarter. And, and that to me is a ministry because I know my audience is going to be people in the church and talking about what kinds of things maybe other people are going through who are in my church. Yeah. And that, and that may, I mean, even if, even i i mean i could yeah say oh i got published but i i didn't actually you know i never got paid but yeah it was it was something that was very satisfying to me to yeah. write so so there's writing for ministry there's also just writing for pleasure and this is yeah. something that i have a hard time remembering now that i'm kind of like in the business and trying to get published again and you know writing for you know getting stuff done I'm, yeah. i i I miss just writing for pleasure, just being able to write whatever I want. And I don't care that it's not, you know, in my genre or, you know, doesn't build my platform, but just to
1: write something for fun.
0: Yes. I mean, do you find, do you find that you have a
1: hard time remembering about the pleasure of writing? No, I have a hard time remembering that I'm in the business of writing professionally. (laughs) Because, well, for, for example, I have, um, I have a deadline right now for something I'm contracted to do. And because it's bitty, because I've, I've never written devotionals before, and this is a devotional. So they're bitty, meaning they're small chunks. So I'm not having to keep the flow of a novel in my okay. mind kind of thing. And so I'll write one, and then I'll think, that'll spur something in me. And I'm like, well, I'll just take a minute, just a minute. And then four hours later, I'm like still writing on the thing that is giving me pleasure. I'm like, I need to get back. To the thing I'm getting paid to write. So I, I don't have a problem with remembering that it's fun. I have a problem remembering that it pays bills. Sometimes. We should, yeah, we should. That, that's why we're like split. such a good fit. Yeah, yeah,
0: because I just feel like I need to just spend some time doing something fun instead well, of.
1: Well, to be fair though, you as a vice president of a bank in a full time job and you've got some other big things like a move coming up and all other things that are happening, you don't have. I mean, I'm writing full-time and writing coaching and things, so in a sense, I have more time than you do. When you have your writing time, you've got to get down gotta, to business. I got to be serious. You got to get to business. So, so I think that that's going to change for you. I think it's going to change for you. Well, and you're going to come is over to the dark side with me.
0: That we do write because it's fun. Yeah. But sometimes you get to a point where this is so not fun right now. I'm either stuck in editing, and I and it really stinks because editing is hard. Or I'm trying to finish this novel, and I can't think of an ending. Or yeah. I've got to
1: finish this. Or there's I'm, a deadline coming and that's jiggling here, sorry. <laughs> your anger jiggling, calm down. Um yeah, when you've got a deadline, it's it's kind of funny or fun to say, Oh, I've got all the time, I'm just gonna let the story flow. But when you know that on Friday you have to turn something in, whether it's your edits, your rewrites, or the first draft of something. I know, it's pretty... You know, that yeah, there's a lot of pressure there. There's stakes. <laughs> there... <laughs> see what as I did we, there? as we discussed did in there?
0: a previous one. Um so of course we write for publication. Yeah. I I get a huge amount of pleasure from having something published, whether it's an article yeah. or a devotional or, um, you know, somebody asked me to write something for their blog. It's, yeah. it's very satisfying writing for a publication. And as anyone knows who's been published, there is a huge rush of endorphins that are released yes. when yeah. you... First, get a contract, yeah, that says we're going to actually pay you money or you will get paid for writing, and you get that first book box of books. Yes. there's just there's nothing like that. It never goes away. So we do write for publication, yeah, and that's okay. But if you're not writing for publication, you could be writing for peace of mind. Mm. Like um Robin, you brought up journaling. Um I love to journal just because it kind of helps me. Clear my mind, so to speak, but I also journal for spiritual reasons. But um, it it gives me, if I can articulate in a in my journal what is going on yeah. for me personally, it really makes a difference. Yeah, so do you, we talked about this, but do you journal? I don't remember.
1: I do in spurts. Yeah, okay. I do. Um, and and for the very same reason. I mean, it there's it it's such. A positive release of, it's a processing time. It's a chronicling what God's done, Mm -hmm. you know. So that i because we've talked about, I've done a gratefulness journal for for long periods, and and it's it's a way of connecting my thoughts because when they're all down on paper, you really it's kind of like we've mentioned this before. I had a, I had my faith beliefs in my mind, but when I had children and I had to articulate them, then it was like, okay, now what do I really believe? Mm, mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with writing. When you see it down on paper, kind of these weird thoughts that just kind of float in a sea of obscurity, when you put them down on paper, you either go, yeah, I really believe that. And it kind of does something to you secures it, anchors it in you, or you go, what was that doing in my head? What was that? Let's cross that out and say, Yeah, and I think that that's, there's a finality when you put a thought into a word that either almost, this just sounds like we're worshiping words and we're not, but it kind of enshrines it a bit. It kind of, you know, it, it locks it down in a moment in time. This is how I felt. This is what I thought. Um, or this is just a beautiful phrase that came into my mind. It, it's now down in a way that cannot be forgotten. It cannot be, you know, changed when you retell it to another person. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's just a really powerful thing that the process of thinking and feeling going into an actual finite word that's on the page. Well and it's it's happens. really powerful using your pen
0: to write to page it's yeah. more for me in the journal it's more powerful than doing i've tried doing you know a journal on my computer and it's just not the same it's yeah it's really it forces you to slow down i i know we're not talking about journaling but it does force you to slow down and actually yeah. think more about what you're writing and i like looking back and going oh wow that happened then and look at where i am now
1: yeah exactly
0: uh, when i saw i saw a counselor um you're, you're- you're you're vibrating.
1: I'm sorry. I'm vibrating she's, the table, she's knocking the table. I'm just so excited about this. You know, you know what are you doing? You're hitting with your leg or something. Anyway, okay, um, <laughs> sit still. Moving Jane on
0: daily. Um, when I went to see my counselor, she told me to uh, actually write a letter to my mom, who passed away a year ago. That was so incredibly helpful for me to mm. write down because I didn't just write, oh, you were such a great mom and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I wrote down some of the things that were really difficult about being her daughter, but also the things that were really um, good. So uh, back to we write for peace of mind. That gave yeah. me a lot of peace of mind and to, yeah. to read that again and to feel like, you know, my mom did the best she could with what she had. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, people write for family legacy or yes. or, or for heritage. Um, That's true. Lots of folks are writing memoir now, yeah. and it seems to be a really popular up and coming genre. It used to be only people who were famous yeah. would write their memoir and get published, and people but, would. But read
1: even it. now, there, there's this. You're right. It used to be famous people only, and now it's compelling stories. But there's two kinds of memoir that are emerging. One is that. One is the creative nonfiction, almost reads like a novel mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and that's anybody who's got a good story and can write it well kind of a thing. Right. And then the family legacy side of things where it's almost like a hybrid between memoir and biography. Mm-hmm. So people are writing and it will have more of the, I was born in a shack on the banks of the, you know, Missouri all the way through to their death. And that's not what a, a commercial memoir is. Right. But it will have more than just, and then at 13, I went here, and this was my school, and then I married on the 12th. And it's more than that. It's also the feelings and the thoughts of the, the writer. So it's kind of a hybrid blend. But it is a powerful gift, a legacy to a family who, I mean, you just don't sit down and say, tell me what it was like when you were in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And you only hear the big stories, the funny stories, the horrible stories. You don't really hear the nuances of every single day I ate a bologna sandwich because that's all my family could afford. Those are the details which, when you're writing fiction or creative nonfiction, bring the richness to it. Mm -hmm. And we don't do that when we talk. We don't tend to anyway. So it's a gift. It's a gift to know. It's kind of what, why, one of the reasons that I love Laura Ingalls Wilder's writing um was it's a glimpse into the daily life she wasn't just writing about big events she was saying you know we went to a barn raising and this is what we brought this kind of food you know so you learn things Mm -hmm. about cultures and stuff so that family legacy and, and heritage that's a gift to the family but it's also a gift because it's a glimpse into our own histories you can learn things about America or right. wherever they are yeah. from. But if you're just writing for your own family, that's, that's important too. If Very important.
0: Say you had, like, like you said, a really, interesting or difficult childhood and you want your kids and your grandkids to know without you creating a lot of drama by telling them or you know you, you want to get it all down so that future generations will see it i mean exactly there's, there's nothing wrong with that and a lot of folks are self-publishing those
1: yeah yeah and i think that that is a completely legitimate it's not it's It's not just kind of poo-pooed as, well, it's just for your family. I think there's a real universal value to hearing the stories of how life was. It's almost like a history Mm -hmm. lesson, but not saying on this date, the battle was fought and on this day, the the Magna Carta was signed kind of thing.
0: I think, uh, you know, I was there at Pearl Harbor or something like that. I mean, so compelling. All that's
1: wonderful and interesting, but, but how people have lived their lives on a daily basis is really it's Americana or it's it's mm-hmm. it's worldwide history but it's cultural history. So I think that there, there's well, a great there's, value to it. And
0: and Susie Finkbinder wrote a book. Finkbinder um if I said your name wrong and you're listening, I'm sorry. But she wrote the book <laughs> A Cup of Dust. And although it was written as a novel, there was so much history about the Dust Bowl yes. in it that was I mean, truly did not, like you said, they didn't have anything to eat or they had barely enough to eat and no water because it hadn't yeah. rained for like three years. I don't remember exactly, but it was such an incredibly powerful yeah. book. Even talking about it makes me thirsty because, because the <laughs> yeah. dust that they just had so much, so many dust storms pouring into their,
1: their exactly. house. It was just, ugh. well, I want to, I want to add one thing because I know that that's the, end of your your list but i want to add one more thing um well i know that you have other things to say but oh, i mean oh, on, oh, on list the list of reasons i'm sorry right. jane she's looking very rested though isn't she if you're on the youtube channel she's looking great she's having a good summer um i'm having a little stressful well, summer except for, <laughs> except for this if
0: you're looking at the youtube and you see this and i'm sorry you podcast listeners can't see the apparatus on my
1: arm but yeah she had a surgery that makes her look like she's half bionic now because yeah. um I'm, so the other thing is, and funnily enough, it is people write for community.
0: And I know a lot of
1: bloggers especially, they, they've they gone through something in particular. And when I was blogging um, with our special needs son and when I was fostering and, and dealing and we had fostered and adopted from the foster care system, being able to... Blog and be participants in, in groups where you're actually writing and asking questions and, and just sharing your feelings with people who understand what your, either your passion is or what your problem is or what your sadness is. Um, that is a very powerful healing form. It's kind of like group journaling. Yeah. Is really what it is. So that's a legitimate blogs and community, online communities and Facebook. Um, closed groups that mm-hmm. where they're writing, and they're talking about resources and they're talking about feelings. all of that is powerful, powerful usage of the written of word. the written word, which yeah. does not necessarily
0: involve publication. Yeah. And so want to talk f- just for a minute about is publication a worthy goal? Is that something that we have to strive for or is it something that we can strive for? Because mm. if you're a blogger, let's just say that you're a blogger, you and you love it. And maybe, maybe you don't ever think about getting traditionally published or getting paid. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, what do you think? Well, I, the only way that I can think of this is from a Christian perspective, and it's what I tell my writing clients and our students when we when we teach at writing conferences and workshops and whatever. If your goal is to be published, I I think that that probably is minimizing the the value of writing. I personally believe God's going to call you to do what he's going to call you to do. Mm -hmm. And if you're obedient to that, he's going to work out the details. So for me, I, instead of waking up every morning and and saying, am I supposed to be working toward publication today? I go more on the, am I supposed to be writing today? Is that what you're still calling me to do? Mm -hmm. And we've we've talked about on the agent, on how to get an agent um, podcast. I did not seek out my agent. My agent and I had formed a relationship and it, it was kind of through the back door. Mm-hmm. Um, so God's going to do that. If he wants you published, he's going to get you published right. in some way. He's going to do it. But if your goal is to focus on what the trends are, what's publishable right now, what's marketable right now. And if you're always positioning yourself for that goal, Sometimes I think you miss the import of what you're being called to write. No, I I, so, I agree because the the bigger question would be: Can you keep writing
0: if you never get published? And if your answer is anything else other than "Yes, I can keep writing," yeah, then your your motive really is not where it should be. Because as Christian, as Christians who are also writers, our goal should be pleasing God, yeah. not. I need to get published, yeah. and I think that you know a lot of people tend to want to skip steps, and so they'll um, they'll skip over learning the craft and mm-hmm. being excellent and and yeah. doing the work that it takes because it is hard to be it is hard to be a professional writer. Yeah. I, I won't
1: diminish yeah. that at all, but but what you just said to me is incredibly. I mean, it's incredibly important to hear if your focus is publishing you will your mind just skip it does skip the important things in the journey Mm -hmm. of being a writer yeah and i think you need to work on serving the message that you're giving or given whatever it is whatever you're passionate about even if it's comedy you know whatever it is that it is it doesn't have to be you know life-changing riveting stuff it can be just pleasurable writing but if that's your passion what you should be focusing on is not how to get it published but how to make it better right and then it, then the, the next steps will kind of come when they're, when it's time and you'll know when it's time. But if you rush along, you miss making your writing the best writing it can possibly be. And that's a problem. That's, that's it. Well, you've been listening
0: to the art of semi fiction. I'm Jane Daly
1: and I am Robin Miller. And this is where we explore every corner of the written word. So thank you for listening.
0: Please like us, subscribe and leave a review. Absolutely.
1: Thank you for listening. Thanks.